0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Level Up podcast. We are beyond excited to welcome Miss Farah Kimji to the podcast. Farah is a startup advisor, business strategist, life coach, keynote speaker, and podcast host that coaches corporate professionals and aspiring entrepreneurs to build purpose driven businesses, careers, and lives. Farah spent over two decades working in finance, private equity, and commercial real estate pursuing a career that was outwardly considered successful, with progressive jumps up the ladder, but she was not fulfilled nor happy. That all changed when she decided to pursue the path of entrepreneurship, a path that has been expansive and deeply fulfilling. And this journey started because she gave herself the permission to listen to her inner voice and go on a journey and discover her true purpose. Now, as the founder and CEO of Future Funds, Farah leverages her expertise, experience working with hundreds of highly successful companies and startups to empower leaders to connect with their higher calling. With a specialization in strategy from Harvard Business School, MBA, and CPA designation, Farah takes a strategic approach to help you see opportunities beyond obvious so you can build a career in business and life, that excites you while creating massive impact in lives of others because it aligns with your purpose. Farah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. I am beyond excited. We recently, we literally met what? Maybe a month ago, like not less even? than a
1: month ago, it was first week of January, I think. Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. So, so not even a month ago, but when we met, we immediately connected, hit it off, and I was like, "She literally is superwoman." After, I mean, hello. Did you listen to the interview? <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say,
2: "Whoa, that's a." <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just so it's so weird being on the other side of this conversation. I'm usually the one, you know, reading those bios and and bringing guests onto my podcast. So when you hear someone talking about you, it's like a little uncomfortable, actually, but it's good. It's good. We should celebrate ourselves more. Absolutely. But I was like,
2: oh.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I was like, well, because you're superwoman, you need to be on our show. Share all the things. <laughs> and so we're really excited to have you and to dive in. So, I would love to kick off with, let's talk about your background, your journey. How did you get to where you are today?
1: Sure. You know, when you were reading my bio and these little nuggets about purpose came up and finding your calling and building it from a place of purpose, it made me realize, I was like, it wasn't always that way. Like it definitely wasn't. And I think that when I look back, it's like, there was no part of me that was even thinking about purpose back in the day. And I don't think many of us do, right? We just like go about living our lives, following the path we think we're supposed to follow. And often that's a path that others have kind of driven a little bit or planted nuggets of what you're supposed to do, or you're doing what you think you're supposed to do. So I actually, um, grew up to immigrant parents. They came from Kenya to Canada in the seventies and, um, you know, for them, the big, the biggest thing was always education. Mm-hmm. My dad was very big on getting an education. That was like all he wanted for his two girls. Mm-hmm. And so I followed that path. I did, I did deviate a bit, a bit. So my dad was an engineer. Um My mom actually is a foot doctor. So he had that, you know, that kind of background. And I, like, I rebelled by doing business. Like back then I thought that was a big rebellion to go and do a business degree versus going into like the medical and science route. But I still was like, okay, if I'm going to do business, then I have to come out with something. So, you know, I did this whole chartered accountant thing. I um, decided to do an MBA. So it was always like, okay, if you're going to follow a path, whatever path you're going to follow, do it well, do it the best. And I always thought that meant having these, all these degrees, right? Like that was the example, right? Because education was such a big thing. And so I followed, I followed this path without really thinking about it. I was just like, okay, I like math. I'm good at math. I'm going to do business and I'll do accounting because that's math related. And then I was like, okay, I'm good at accounting. So I guess I'll become a chartered accountant. But like none of it was me asking myself, is this really what I want? I was just like, this is just what people do. Now, mind you, this is like, I'm taking you back over 20 years ago was when I was in university. And so there were less at that time. It felt like there was less options. You know, it kind of was like, you just kind of follow these traditional Paths. And I did that. I kept doing that for my entire career for a solid 15 years from when I graduated that I just stayed in this corporate path and it was a very finance-focused path. Path, And eventually it led me to working in commercial real estate in a finance capacity and working in private equity. And these were all really male-dominated industries that I ended up being in. So here I am working in finance in male-dominated industries and while there was parts of that I loved and I got all of these amazing experiences, I kind of woke up one day in life and I'm like, is this even what I want? And I think the reason I started to ask my que- myself that question was, in a span of a year, I actually went from uh, being married to being divorced. We sold this like beautiful house that we had bought. And then a year after that, I lost my job. And so I was just like, oh my God, like, what is my life about at this point? And I had made a decision years ago as well that I wasn't going to have children. So now it was like even more like, what is my life about? There's, there's not the partner. There's not this like flashy job. There's not even the house anymore. I'm back to renting. I'm 35. Like, what am I going to do? So this is five years ago. (laughs) And that's when I really started to interact with the word purpose, because it became very clear to me that like, my life has to, I want my life to be about something. So I wasn't using the terminology purpose at the time. It was just like, I want my life to be about something. And I went on this huge quest to really think about what that was going to be. And instead of saying like, oh my gosh, my life just fell apart in a year, I saw it as this blank slate. I was like, oh my gosh, I get to rebuild life. But this time. I'm going to do it on my own terms. I'm not going to get married because I think I'm supposed to get married. And I'm not going to do this job because I think that's the job I'm supposed to do. I'm going to build from a place that like really lights me up. And I want to be that person who, you know, you hear about that actually like bounces out of bed because they enjoy the work that they're doing right? And you hear and you're like, who are those people? Like, (laughs) what are they smoking? This is what we think to ourselves sometimes. And I'm like, but they exist. It looks like they exist. And that's kind of where, you know, my journey with purpose really started.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. All all of this. I'm like nodding my head the whole entire time Uh because I can relate to so much of that, Mm -hmm. especially early on of this, this, the timeline sequence, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Growing up, it was, you've got to go to school. You've got to get a college degree. You've got to then go get, if you want more money, you've got to then get your master's degree. And like, it's just like checking all of these boxes, not necessarily led from what actually lights me up and like, what makes you happy. And that's why I think too, like in the beginning of my college journey, I I was like, I don't know what the hell I want to do. It's like, just, I don't know. Yeah, like, decided major. What do you see yourself doing? I'm like, I don't, because again, purpose wasn't really. It's not a question it, we get asked. No, yeah, never. So I was just like, I don't know. Like I know I want to make money, so like let's try to. And what do they say, right? How do you make money? Go into law, go engineering, mm-hmm. or go be a doctor, right? So yeah. like, oh, I don't want to do engineering or law, so I, let let's go the science route. Like let's let's go in that. Mm-hmm. So it was just a matter of checking boxes. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that events happen in our life. Normally, whether it's traumatic, like not great experiences, it almost forces you to like, yeah, within. And it's like, especially when you
1: checked all the boxes and then you realize they didn't fulfill you,
0: mm-hmm. right? Like,
1: you're like, I did the degrees multiple. I did the marriage. I did the fancy wedding. I bought the car. I bought the house. I got the promotion it didn't make me happy. I then lost it all. So even when I was in it, it's not like it was fulfilling for mm-hmm. me. And then when it was all lost, it's like, Oh, okay. Now what? Because I don't want to go back and just check all the boxes again. Cause they, those boxes didn't
0: make me happy, you know? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember Jen early on when I was bringing you, you, you just joined working with me you were climbing that ladder as well. I know. And yeah. you're in the law firm. And I was like, what, what are you doing? Like, like what what makes you want to come into like nutrition and fitness and like preventative health? And I believe you had a very
2: similar journey. Um, I had a similar journey as Farrah. My parents also were immigrants that came in here. Um, it's myself and two sisters. And it's the same thing. Go to school. Go to school, get education, get, you know, to them when you come in from another country, it's like education is your path to making more money um, and having more than what we had. Um, My sister went into law. My other sister went into psychology. Of course, I had to go into law as well. And I went to college. I graduated college. Then I was like, okay, now what? Okay. Law school, um, get a job in law degree, you know, in a law firm. And it was the same thing. It's like always male dominated. I'm like, I don't really like this. Like, I'm not, I don't like, this is not what I want to do. Like, um. so I, I, I applied to law school. I got in and I was like, you know what? No, I don't want to do this. So I just stepped back a little bit, um, and I've always had that passion for nutrition, but with immigrant parents who like nutrition and fitness, yeah. there's no money in that What in the, world? are you crazy? You better get your butt into some sort of law <laughs> law firm and go make some money or something. because yeah. This is not fulfilling, but I've always had that passion for that, but I never pursued it again because it wasn't looked at as being successful. And it was, there was no purpose in that. What are you going to do in that? So I always had that passion there, but I stayed in a law firm. I worked, you know, at a law firm forever. I still work there. Um, but there was always, I always wanted something else, like get into nutrition. And that's when I found Amanda. And I was like, you know what? This is a sign. I need to get into it, pursue it, um, and do something that actually fulfills me as opposed to just going to a job, getting a paycheck, and it is what it is. But yeah, I I had this I, when you were talking, I'm like, yep. I get it. I get it. And,
1: and the thing is, I always say to people, right. They're like, well, far, you did all those things. I'm like, I'm not sitting here and saying that all of that was for nothing. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it was almost all necessary to get me to the place of even saying, well, what do I really want? But now what I am doing is fully informed By what I did in the past. So I am helping people in finances, raising capital, starting businesses. So if I didn't have all those other experiences, it wouldn't like serve as the way to figure out my purpose going forward. So I really believe that like everything that happens serves a purpose. And I think it's all to help you figure out yours you know, like to your, Absolutely. figure out your own purpose. It's like a little play on words, but I really think it's true. It's funny. My, my sister went the law route too. So like, yeah. I was like, uh oh, yeah, get it. I totally get it. <laughs> but what's harder, which what I think is exciting about what you're doing now is like, once you've done all of that hmm. and you get to this point, I'm like, and you feel like this isn't it. It's hard often to like, then give yourself the permission to pursue another path. And I think a lot of people get really scared by that. Like they're like, I invested all of this. My family wants me to do this. I spent money, time on education in this. This is what people know me for. How can I like now almost like rebrand myself to do something totally different?
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And But I know this is the thing that lights me up. And then we start thinking, oh, but and how am I going to make money doing that thing? And then I tell people, I'm like, okay. You're now spending, right, 40 hours or 50 hours, 60 hours building someone else's dream. But what if you put that towards building your own? Do not think that you you know, make a dollar doing it? And like, especially when you look at the fitness industry, there's tons of six and nutrition. There's tons of successful people making money. Like, why can't you be one of those, right? We maybe look at the starving artist and think, okay, like that path isn't for me, but there's like a lot of successful ar- artists out there.
2: Yep. Right. Yep.
1: So I just like always kind of try to push back on people. Like you're applying your same logic to how you're going to do this next chapter based on how you've done the first, but like, what if you just did it totally differently? You know? Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. every any direction that you go is going to be difficult, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. like whether yeah. you're... If you're in a job or a career that you are miserable at, that you know you're just there and it's not lighting you up, but it's hard. It's hard mm-hmm. on you mentally, physically, emotionally, and that's your day to day. What versus stepping back and maybe jumping into something that you do love, that you do yeah. pursue, that does light you up. That's amazing, but that's also going to be hard. So mm-hmm. this whole concept which we always tell our clients, right? Like sometimes changing your, your eating habits and working out can be difficult, right? Mm-hmm. But so is where you're currently at. So it's like, choose yes. your heart. Yeah. What, I love it. that.
1: Yeah, and you and I have chatted about, chatted about that. I love it so much because it's like, might as well choose the heart that's gonna lead you to something that actually matters to you. And honestly, when you're working hard for something that is building you, whether it's your, you know your physical, you know, Health, mindset, body, or what you're doing, you know, from a job perspective, and you're now putting those 40, 50 hours towards your thing and not someone else's, it's way easier. It's still hard, but it's way easier to get up and do the hard because Mm -hmm. you know it's for something bigger. Like even right now, I've you know you know I've put out this like new event in the world and you're so kind this is like for the audience when we met we literally spoke for about 30 minutes and then I was like you know I have this event in Toronto which isn't close to Buffalo it's a couple hours drive yeah. and you were the first person to buy a ticket like, L- like Let's person go. number two okay I had Let's a good go. friend of mine and then you bought a ticket and I'm like this girl I've known for 30 minutes is just coming mm-hmm. this is amazing but now it's like now that I have put something out there I'm like I get up every day, bouncing out of bed. Cause I was like, I've got to create this experience for 150 people and it's gotta be amazing, but it's given me and it's not, it's hard. I've never done something like this before. I've planned events, but not in this way and not for myself. And so, but it's like easy. Cause I'm like, but I love it. Like I love doing it. So I'm going to figure it out. Like I've never done swag bags. I'm going to figure it out. I need (laughs) to do all these things. And like but I'm going to figure it out. And like, versus like trying to figure out some weird calculation for some investor, like that was boring, you know? And I didn't want to get out of bed to do that. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. right. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. It's so funny that you're saying that because it's true. Like, I think a lot of people have that fear. And like Amanda just pointed out, we always tell our clients, you know, you have to step into the being uncomfortable in order for you to make change, but it's so hard to actually make that move. I mean, whether it's fitness or your job or career, because for myself included, there's always that fear, because I'm a mom, I have two kids, my parents, you know, like it's a lot of things. And then for me to just be like, you know what? I'm stepping away from this I'm just going to concentrate on my passion for nutrition. Everybody's like, what in the world? So you have that guilt kind of sometimes like, oh my God, should I, I love it, but I'm scared. What if it doesn't work out? I'm leaving this job. Now I'm going to invest all this in my kids. I have my kids in school, my husband. And it's like, you have this fear, but at the end of the day, I think it's really important to be like, you know what? Screw it. Like This is what I love. And you made a great point about you spent all these hours working for somebody else building their empire, they get all the glory and you're just in the background, um, investing all this time and energy. And it's like, okay, what if I actually invest that time to myself, build my glory, build my passion. Um, and at the end of the day, you end up winning because again, working with the, these other people, they're the ones that are winning. You're just in the background. I mean, yeah, you get a paycheck, but that's it. Yeah.
1: And like, we have to remember that that version of what you're doing right now for someone else working in their company At some point that was just a dream on a piece of paper for them. Right. So it's like giving yourself permission to figure out what is that dream for you. Right. right? And you don't have to blow up your whole life. You don't have to quit your day job. Like, it sounds like you started, you know, exploring this stuff on the side. Like Mm -hmm. you can start doing that because often too, the thing we think we want to do may not be it. So it's like good to maybe Tinker around and start experimenting and exploring and allowing yourself to even explore those things without having to like quit the day job or sell your house or remortgage it, whatever it is to go and start this business. Today, it's really easy to start a business, to be honest. You can throw up a website in like half a day. You can, you know. Publish straight from Canva if you want to, for those of you familiar with Canva. Like it's mm-hmm. it's easy to get a presence out there and tell people what you're doing and start small and scale from that point. So I always tell people, you know, when I used to work with startups, there's this term called MVP, which is like minimum viable product, right? It's a very like um, tech startup term that gets used. Build your MVP, which is like the first version of an app that you might see and then it evolves, right? Like what is the minimum amount the a minimum thing you need to do to get something out there in the world for people to interact before you go build the whole farm. And then they, you learn that they, that they didn't even want that in the first place. So like get that beta version almost out there. And I say that to people when they're even exploring just entrepreneurship or freelancing or consulting or advising, like go get one client, see what it's like,
2: right? Like you don't have
1: to build the whole business before you can start. You could literally pick up a free, a client for free, even like, just like, I'll coach you for free, just so you can see mm-hmm. if that's even something you want, which is something I did. You know, I did coach people for free initially. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of that, you know, and then I was like, oh, okay, I got to monetize this because I actually enjoy it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the other, like, that's the myth that it's people think you need all this years yeah. of experience and money and capital and to start a business and you don't need any of that. You actually just have to start. That's actually all you have to do.
0: Mm-hmm. That's such a great point because I think it's very easy to think of a business and think of a million things that need to, to happen in order for it to be successful, in order for it to grow. Right. And there's this whole myth that you need to work harder and do more in order to be more successful. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm literally a victim of a struggle with this as well. It's not, it's often not about doing more. It's about doing intentional work, being intentional with what you are doing. The same thing with health and fitness, right? Doing more doesn't necessarily equate to bigger results. It's -hmm. a matter of intentionality, having a really good strategy in place to get you to where you want to be. And it's very similar to business. So that was going to be my question for you with, I'm sure you deal with so many women in particular that you know they they're in this corporate ladder they have security in terms of income like Jen had mentioned she's a mom she's got a family to take care of so that fear that comes up to step away from that or and then want to start their own thing do you recommend like maybe it is one step at a time or juggling both how is that possible with this time factor I, i'm sure that comes sure. up a ton
1: absolutely i actually start by asking people though where their real fear is stemming from because usually I'm working with highly successful women. And, you know, the reality is that if they were able to get to where they are now, their ability to build a business is within them, if that's what they want. So it's like, okay, but where, what's actually stopping you. Right. And often that fear is like, yeah, fear of not actually believing that it's possible for them, that they're worthy of that, that they, um, are, you know, it's almost like this, it's selfish for me to want to go do this, like all of that stuff comes up. So I start with wanting to like work with them on that. So it's like reframing all of those beliefs that aren't really true and aren't serving you and were maybe actually passed down to you that you don't actually believe about yourself. Because the fact that you desire, even just have a little bit of desire for something different for your life, And that fact that you see others maybe doing it and you're inspired by that and it it calls, it sparks something inside of you means it's possible for you. Like the fact that you can even envision it means it can already happen. So now let's get like more into why you think it can't, right? What are those limiting beliefs? When we start really unpacking the safety and security The reality is you could lose your job tomorrow. A recession could happen. You could lose your job, whatever. Your boss doesn't like you anymore. You're gone, right? Like there's all, and so there's no real safety and security. And I actually try to help people think about it differently because I've learned right now being an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, there's far more safety and security knowing I'm the one responsible for my next dollar than somebody else. Yep. Because I know how hard I can work or this, or that I don't need to worry about whether there's a recession or whether my boss likes me or the politics at work, because I'm going to go out and do that thing. And there's something empowering about that. And there's actually something that feels a little bit more safe in a weird way about that. Right. Especially because once you've done it once and you've learned this ability to go out and make a dollar, that is something that never leaves you. So mm-hmm. if you are if if you know you lose your business and you have to start from scratch you you now have that skill set that you never had to go do it again think about all the people who are like I'm a serial entrepreneur half of them are serial entrepreneurs because their business failed at some point and they had to go do something again
0: mm-hmm. but they
1: they're able to and they're able to do it faster and quicker because they've had that experience and it's just like you know the same as in corporate you you try this job you do you get better and better at it So the same is going to happen. You're going to take the same skills and knowledge and amazingness that you had to like get to where you are in your career. Now you're now just going to do it elsewhere. So you're not actually starting from scratch. That's the other belief that people have is that they're starting from scratch. And I'm like, wait a second, Mm -hmm. you just had 15 years in corporate doing X, Y, Z, you are way ahead of the new undergrad. Who's just starting, let's say they went and started a business. Like you're at a very different place. You may be one year into entrepreneurship, but you're like 15 years into, you know, corporate career, maybe 40 years into life mm-hmm. at this point. Right. So yeah. you've got all of those experiences that are going to inform what you're doing and you're not starting from scratch. For me, you know, I took all, my very first version of my business was like, okay, I like helping women. I have a background in, you know, private equity. I have a financial background. And I was at the time really into like what was happening in the innovation space. So I took all of that and spun it into, okay, I'm going to go help female um, st- startups raise capital. And I, so I took all the nuggets of the things that mattered to me and built a business from that place. And so I tell people, just start there. That's actually where I tell people, to start. to it's like, start putting those pieces down for yourself. And I actually just listened to an amazing podcast of this, this girl, Kat Norton, and she's known as Miss Excel on TikTok and Instagram. Okay. And she was at, this is like start of the pandemic. She had moved back to her parents' house. She was 27. She was, um, kind of like, what am I doing back in the basement? You know, back in my childhood bed. Okay. She was like back there, not feeling so great about herself working for Microsoft, had a, a good job, but just kind of like, where am I going in life? And so she put down three things on a piece of paper. She, she put down that she likes to dance, that she likes Excel, like Microsoft Excel. She's good with that. And that she wants to help people. Okay. And like, that's what she put down. And then she was just like, okay, what can I do with this? And her friend said something to her, like, why don't you make a TikTok video? Okay. And she's like, I have no idea how to film. I don't know anything about video editing. I don't know, but she figured it out. She spent, she Googled. She figured out how to just like film on her camera, but then go edit these videos and overlay an Excel screen that she screened, like a screen mirrored, and then overlay that over her dancing. And she started, so her first video was like learning about drop down menus to like Snoop Dogg, drop it like it's hot, you know? (laughs) And then like her next one is like, okay, learn how to freeze your pains in, in, Mm -hmm. in Excel. And it was like to ice, ice baby. And eventually, yeah, so cute, right? So great. (laughs) Eventually these things went viral and she got approached by Google to like do a whole like course for people on like learning and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, this girl's like made millions of dollars now, but it started with her just giving, like taking those three pieces. And the thing that you think is crazy, like who would have ever told you you're going to dance to TikTok and and Excel and Snoop Dogg and all of this would like come together and build you a wildly successful business,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: But that's how these things start. So that's where I tell people like, and sometimes it's like going back to your childhood. Like for me, when I think about, I was really thinking about the Wealth Summit. And my my, you know, my I was just, you know, I just saw my parents and they're like, "This is so exciting! You're doing this something new." And I'm like, "It's actually not," because. I've been doing events since I was a kid. Like I, if I found a way to make an event out of stuff and then I joined student councils and I did events and I was on the social committee of every company I worked for. And then I ran this big, um, you know, networking organization within commercial real estate for women, planning events for thousands of people. Like I've been doing this. It's nothing new. I've actually always wanted to do it. And the other thing I always loved was speaking on stages. Like I was winning speech competitions in grade four. Right. Mm -hmm. I went and did all this other stuff, which was for a purpose. But where am I right now? Building events, speaking on stages. You know what I mean? And so sometimes you can start with that. Look back at the thing that you used to love when you were a child, Mm -hmm. you know, that really lit you up, that you thought was too crazy, that you would never make money doing that. Like I never thought I would make money doing that. You know what I mean? Anyways, I can go. You can tell. I can go yeah. on and on about this.
0: Stuff. No, Love but it's it. uh, so true. It is so true. I think it's it's very easy to overcomplicate, right? Because we we want the big and the success, and and we don't know necessarily how to build a business. There's a million different ways to build a business. You can, like you just said, that woman yeah. building it on TikTok. You can build whatever you want in whatever way right? But leading from what lights you up, what fulfills you, then you can pour in more of your energy each and every day to that. And I think that piece showing up and pouring in each day develops confidence and belief, because I think those pieces, the confidence and the belief in yourself that you can in fact do it is the driving force to being successful in in anything. I agree.
1: I agree. Like even with this podcast, I know you guys are like, you know, dozen episodes in and you probably dreamed about doing a podcast for like okay. at least a couple years leading mm-hmm. up to it. If I know. Oh, yeah. Cause I was the same and it was this, like, it got to a point where I'm like, okay, I've listened to enough podcasts to know that this is something I really want to do. Like it it started to almost bother me that I was like, why haven't I put this out here
2: mm-hmm. out there in
1: the world? I actually mm-hmm. bought the mic At the start of the pandemic in 2020. And then I didn't drop my first episode till two years later, April of 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, But once it got out there, and whether anyone was listening to it or not, it didn't matter to me, the ability to say I did that I put that out there and I followed that passion. And like, like I said, like, you know, sometimes we're waiting for external validation, but when you have a dream and you're actually able to bring it to life, whether anyone interacts with it or not, it is the most, um, empowering thing you can do for yourself. Right. Even if you, even if three people listen to us chatting today, like we did this, right. We put ourselves out there and we created something that people will be able to interact with for the rest of time. Yeah. Like. It's pretty powerful, and you can do. You can give yourself these stages. That this is what I always tell people: if there is something that you want to go out there and do, and you're waiting to be tapped to do it, like what was I going to do? Wait till someone was like, Farah, I think you should do a podcast, and I'm going to lay out the stage for you to do it. If I waited for that to happen, it would never would have gotten off the ground. Just like this wealth summit, this event that I'm doing. I had the vision for it. I was always like, what? Or I'd see other people doing something similar and being like, oh, why didn't they think of me for this? Or like, I wish I could have been on that stage. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a sec, I can just go create the stage Mm -hmm. and bring all my people into it and create a platform for others now. And like, I am so glad I did that, but that can be applied to anything. Like you don't have to wait to get tapped. For opportunities. So even if you're in a career and you want to stay in your career, but you want that promotion and you're waiting for someone to tap you, like go create the opportunity for yourself yeah. to, to rise up, whether it's like you going to your boss and saying, I want to take on extra projects or whatever it is, like you can create opportunities. And that is knowing that is really empowering for you, for yourself.
0: Yeah. I think developing that belief is, is everything. And I truly yeah. believe that confidence begins and ends with the way that you feel about yourself and in your body, right? Like mm-hmm. you want more money, yeah. you want more success, you want more happiness, like start with how you feel about yourself and your body, like that's, that will project you so far.
2: Right. I, like
0: I will say, you know, early in my journey, I was in, in the really hard fitness and You know, for all the wrong reasons is how I started a lot of my fitness journey, Um, trying to shrink myself to, to look for, I thought being small and fit and that equated to happiness and success and love. And that, that physique was the end result. And that was going to give me all these other things, right. Which went down the path that didn't happen, you know, big learning curve there. But what I realized was my worth, my self-value, how I thought about myself, how I spoke about myself was holding me back. So when I started to do the inner work, develop the confidence, the love, the self-respect for me, everything took off in my life. My business grew and, and exploded. I was able to find my voice and do what I loved because I knew who I was and where I wanted and who I wanted to be. And that was everything for me. So I think for so many women doing a lot of the inner work, developing the confidence, the belief that you can in fact do whatever your heart desires, but you have to believe it within Cause even if somebody comes and does tap you, if you don't believe it's possible, yeah. it's not going to happen.
1: I, I agree. And I think, I think the confidence piece, cause I get asked this a lot. Like people think I was just like, Oh, you're so, you're such a confident speaker and you speak your mind and you speak up. It was not always like that. Right. And that's the thing is like, if you're trying to build yourself up in a certain area or get the confidence to do the things you want, what I've learned, the best way to do that is to just get into action too. Like sometimes when you're feeling stuck and you're like, I don't know what to do, just get into action, go do the thing. That's actually how you build the confidence. Like my, for example, my first podcast episode was scripted and I was so nervous and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is going to be out there for the world. And I literally wrote like, a 30 minute script
2: mm-hmm. of
1: like this entire solo episode. And I read it and it was great. Like if you go listen to it, you might not know it's scripted. Mm-hmm. Um, But the first couple were like that for me. Mm-hmm. And then I built the confidence to be able to now just put five bullet points down on a page and riff for 30 minutes on my own. And then interviews are even easier because I'm just like, oh, this is conversation. I can do that. But yeah. I didn't start like that. I actually Built the confidence that now at 60 episodes, I I know I can just plug in the mic and just go.
2: Mm-hmm. All I
1: have to have is a topic sometimes now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't even know that. I'll just start talking and it goes <laughs> out. You know <laughs> what I mean? No, I always have a topic. I actually always have a topic. But like even when I'm lost for inspiration sometimes on that, I'll like pop something into chat GPT to give me a couple nuggets. And then I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I can run with this. And then I usually don't even write, read any of what they got gave me, but I, you know, just get a nugget of inspiration. But that's the thing is you just have to go out there and, and, and start with something right. Like, like, even if you're feeling, you know, like people are like, Oh, you show up confidently in this and that. And when you're speaking at work or this, I'm like, I was the person who had to rehearse what I was going to say in a team meeting before I would say it. And by the time I went to go say it, (laughs) It like people had moved on, they were onto something right. else. So then I never spoke like, mm-hmm. that's actually how I was until I just started saying, you know what, just say something, just say, and then it's like a muscle. It's, a muscle. it's just like going to the gym, right? Like you can't, you the first rep is going to be terrible. The okay. first set is going to be terrible. But once you do enough of them, it's like, oh, I can do this. I can lift heavier. I know what I'm doing now in the gym. The muscle memory of it comes back to, even if you haven't done it for a long time, so like, but you've got to build it up. It doesn't. It just you don't wake up confident. That's not a thing. No one wakes up confident. You yeah. know,
0: you've no. got to like just
1: work on it.
0: Exactly, yeah. exactly. Your minds are of the muscle. I think the most important muscle is our mind, mm-hmm. right? And yes. doing that, that mindset work and developing, taking the daily action, which installs the belief and the proof that you can, in fact, do whatever you are working towards. So. We can't, unfortunately, do a mindset exercise or worksheet and be like, oh, I'm done, I'm perfect, yeah. like I'm, I'm fixed, <laughs> right? I wish, yeah. Right. <laughs> I wish it were that easy, but it takes time. And, you know, it is a muscle that needs to be practiced every single day, which I don't know about you and if and you can relate. But I find that entrepreneurship and being a business owner is a really big It's like a mirror for everything that you need to work on. Hello, you need to work on all of these things. (laughs) Big time, big time. And, but what I've also found is,
1: you know, you, you see that mirror and you think you're the one who has to like fix it all. And if you can't, there's something wrong with you. And that means you're not cut out for business because, you know, you're, you're not able to fix it or figure it out on your own. And what's really helped me, and this is how we even met was that I have enlisted other people who have gone and walked the paths before me and for me to learn from them. And that is not just from a business perspective. I actually, the very first coach I ever hired was a mindset focused coach. And that's actually what led me into wanting to become a coach myself was that I saw how transformative it was working with her In in that area, that I was like, man, I want to be able to help others have these kinds of transformations in the area that I can help them with. But I have now totally let go of this limiting belief and false idea of thinking that you need to have you if you're gonna be successful in business, you've got to figure it out alone, or you're not cut out for it. That is Mm -hmm. totally false. And actually, when you start enlisting the help of people who have gone the path ahead of you it makes it easier, but it also allows you to step into the parts that you're really good at Mm -hmm. and like, let them help you in the parts that you're not. Right. So we met, we're working with a coach who's helping us with our messaging, right. And how we brand ourselves and, you know, how we, you know, put ourselves out there. And like, those were things that I wasn't always good at. I know that once I'm working with someone, it's going to be great, but like, what am I doing to get them in front of me? Like, that's the part I wasn't great at. Okay. Let me hire someone to help me do that. Right. And that's like the same reason we work with a personal trainer or a nutritionist, right. Is to say like, maybe I haven't walked this path before, so I'm going to get some help along the way. And there is nothing wrong in doing that. And actually I would say it's, it's crucial. It's going to be crucial to your success. What the, and you don't, there's so many free resources out there, but I will also say, Like when you pay, there is something about saying, I have just invested in up-leveling myself. And if you're like me, I'm like, I want to get the ROI out of that. I'm going to show up. And then it forces you almost in a way to level up. So you're like, I got to, I got to make back the 15 K I just invested in this coach. And so I, I better do the work. And yeah. then all of a sudden you made the 15 K and then some, you know, <laughs> because of it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think there's almost like an energy behind that transaction. It's like, okay, now really? I'm more in, I'm more in, I'm really going to exactly. show up forces. When you download a free resources and stuff, which could be, which are powerful, but yeah. there's something to be said about that energetic transaction that just up levels you that totally.
1: much. Better. Totally.
0: Yeah. Uh, I percent, Yeah. And I, and I agree. I think having a mentor or having a coach, like I wouldn't be the woman I am today if I didn't have one. I, I'm like, I like yeah. coaches <laughs> because in every area, because it's just, it helps push you to be the woman that you desire to be. It helps mm-hmm. you see things like that. I didn't even think were possible right. that they could see in me to help pull that out of me and, and going to even in a in-person event, which is one of the big reasons why when you sent me that I'm like, yes, I, first off, I love her. I can feel, already feel the connection, but two, (laughs) a big thing for me is I'm all about environment and I'm all about like who I'm surrounded with. Right. And so inserting myself into these communities of women that are on and want more for their lives that are very successful and that are doing big things. I want to be in that room. Yeah. There's an energy and it's like, you get to see other things, like what's possible rather than the comparison trap. It's like, no, like this could be possible for me if I want this. And so that drives me. And that just has gotten me to where I am today. I hear
1: you. Like it's about putting yourself in these expansive spaces like that's what I really like I got the inspiration for this event because I went to something similar that expanded me that I'm like oh this is powerful and I want more people to experience it and there's a lot of those like for me it was like there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on in the States, and I've gone to these kinds of conferences myself, but I haven't seen a lot of examples of it here in Canada. So I wanted to bring that here. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's like you got to get in the room of these people because even just people who are a couple steps ahead of you on their journey, mm-hmm. you can start seeing yourself in them. And they, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's inspiring. It's like, whoa if this is possible for her, like it's possible for me, and especially when you're putting yourself with around people who are maybe only one or two steps ahead of you, or maybe just even walking alongside you in it. Because sometimes we look out there and we're like, we look at the Oprah's and the Sarah Blakely's and we're like, we can't relate to them.
2: Mm-hmm. They're
1: amazing. And we can draw inspiration from their stories, but it's like, they've, they're, they're already a hundred steps ahead. Sure. Right. So like, Just putting yourself in like these expansive rooms with people who are on that journey, a couple of steps ahead of you is so powerful, Mm -hmm. so powerful. And if you don't have those people around you already, it's even more important to like intentionally and actively seek out those opportunities to get in those kinds of rooms. Absolutely
0: absolutely and Jen just experienced her first in-person event what
2: oh yeah ago? Oh, yeah. yeah oh my god yeah it was so it's funny because when I first met Amanda when I first met her she was like oh yeah I have a coach for this I have a coach for like, oh, <laughs> <coach>, this I have a coach." I was like my god yeah. uh, but it was funny because when she started to exp- like show me like oh a coach for this a coach I'm like oh my god I never even knew that like wow let me step into that it's a it's a different it's a different power because when I'm growing up, again, with my immigrant parents, it was more like stay the track, do what you got to do, go straight, look, don't look at the sides, don't look at anybody else, just do what you got to do and not ask for help. Like figure it out yourself because you're going to be more successful that way. And in my forties now, I'm figuring out how much more powerful it is to be around other successful women. And like you said, Farah, like all these other women that you watch on TV, yes, they're inspiring, but they're way out of, my, like, they're way too far from me. Like I can't, aspire to that yes they're inspiring but I can't relate to that but we went to an in-person event in New York City and I was surrounded by all the other women who again are like not that far ahead of us and I'm like oh my god like these women are so powerful they're so amazing and they're like so open with their process and everything I'm like oh my god that can be me and then you start seeing the potential and you start to be like oh my god like that could be me. Like that is possible. And it's, it's so empowering. Like I was surrounded by, like all these women, all these business women. I'm like, Oh my God. And it wasn't more like, Oh my God. Like I'm, I'm so beneath them. It's more like, damn, like, yeah. oh like, and you can see,
1: you see something of your like self in them. And that's yeah. why you get activated. Cause you're like, I'm maybe not even that different than this person, right? Like, like there's just, and it's not even about different or better or good. And even when I like, even with Oprah, right? Like, yes, her example's further away for us. But Mm -hmm. the reality is once you start stepping into what is, what that is for you, all Mm -hmm. of a sudden Oprah even becomes like, oh, she's just the person who followed her dreams and kept betting on herself. Yeah. I can do that too. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you even start saying like, what is my version of being uh, Oprah? Like in, in, in the thing I want to do, like, that's how I sometimes think Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to be the Oprah of this. Right. Like I, I just step into, to that. Um, (laughs) but what I, what I tell people too, is like, when you said, Oh, there's a coach for this coach for that. And you know, everyone's like, what's this coaching? What would I even coach anybody on? I learned this and it's like a common thing that's out there. It's like the 10% rule where you can pretty much. You coach someone if you're like, you know, 10% or 10 steps or 10%, I think it's 10% ahead of them almost in the journey. Right. So like, I don't know I'll, I'm saying this wrong, but like, basically let's say for example, you just graduated university, you're going to be a better coach to a fourth year student because you're just like, they're going to be able to relate to what you did right after you graduated to get a job or something. You're not a hundred steps ahead of them. You're like one or two steps ahead of them. You know, you know, 10% more than they know, kind of thing about this thing. And you can then teach on that. So, when you're looking inside yourself, like, it's like, what is that topic or that thing that I know a little bit more about that I could help someone who's just a little bit behind me on that journey? And you can start from there. And all of a sudden, you're going to know tons about it. And you're going to get very good at helping that specific type of person in that area because they're in that point in their journey and you're here and you now know all about it because you've allowed yourself permission to go help that person. Right. And so you don't have to be like, sometimes we think we have to be, Oh, if I'm going to go into life coaching or business coach, I got to know all about, all about business and all about life. Well, if you're waiting for that day to happen. You're, it's never going to happen. And you're never going to start your coaching business Mm-mm. ever. Right. If You're like waiting to be the best <laughs> fitness instructor out there. Like, you know, mm-hmm. good luck. Right. Yeah. So you've got to start somewhere in that 10% rule. It's like, where do I know 10% more about something than the person I want to help? And yeah. I think that's the that was the more the saying. Was- <laughs> it's like you can start from there, you know?
0: Yeah. And I can't remember who said it because I also put it on the podcast, but something along the lines of somebody is always going to be ahead of you. Yes. And somebody is always going to be behind you. Yeah. Always in any a, where, whatever always. level you set to, there's always somebody either ahead of you or behind you. So, to continue to compare yourself and have that leave you not making moves or, you know, taking action, you're going to be on that cycle forever yeah. because there is never going to be a day where somebody's not ahead of you or nor behind you. So, stay in your lane and focus on what do you need to do every single day to take action to get where you want to be.
1: Yeah, I love that. I actually, yesterday when I was on my, two hour drive back to Toronto. Um, I like just, you know, you get these downloads sometimes when you're driving and I've always been, you know, when you grow up in this like mentality of like always striving for for more and, and to be the best. And I grew up in this, like, you know, 99% on a math test. It's like, where's the 1%. So I really grew up with this like perfectionist Mm -hmm. attitude and it's, It's also in a way like I've really had to unpack that once you get into entrepreneurship, it's like if you're waiting for things to be perfect, you're never going to get started. So I've, it's been like such a good unlearning of like, no, you don't have to show up perfectly anymore. Um, But part of that was always like me looking at what everyone else was doing and always kind of feeling like, okay, like, they're so, so far ahead or this or that. And so I I sat with that even now that comes up, right? Like it comes up. Yeah. But something, this download came to me yesterday, which was like, you're just exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Mm -hmm. And because where you're supposed to be, where you are supposed, you are where you're supposed to be, you can help these types of people right now because of that. And it was so powerful because it's like, if I was now where I thought I was supposed to be, then I wouldn't be the right person anymore to help who I can help now. And it was just like this weird thing where for the first time probably in my life where I was like, no, Farah, you're just exactly where you're supposed to be on your journey and just own it,
0: Mm -hmm. own it.
1: Because once you can own it and you stop worrying about where you're supposed to be going, Mm -hmm. because that'll just, that just unfolds. And anyways, like it just happens, right? But if you can own where you are, then it just like, it's so empowering. So that's where, like, that's probably good advice for the audience too, is just to be like, don't, you know, you might be listening to us and be like, oh, these girls are further ahead of me or this or that. Don't just own where you are because there's so much power in the experience that you have and where you're sitting right now. And think about, you know, what impact can I make from this place based on all the experiences and the journey that I've taken to get to the point that I am right now who can I help and how can I impact someone? And when you start making it less about you too, that's the other thing. I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday and he was like kind of pretty down about where he is in, in life. And, you know, a lot when we're down, we're going inward and we're reflecting so much about where we're at and how we're feeling and what's going to, but when you start, like sometimes the easiest way, way to get you out of that state is just to start thinking about, someone else and how you could help someone else Mm -hmm. and what the impact is that you could have based on where you're at right now on someone else. Mm -hmm. And it can change your state so quickly when you make it less about you. I'm not saying to, to not feel your feelings and do all that, but like, it is a very easy way to change state. When you start saying like, Oh, I got to show up to, like, I was tired this morning. I'm like, but I got to show up for Amanda and, and Jennifer and like put something out there that in the world, like, it, it now wasn't about me and my feelings and okay. how, you know, how tired I was or what I have to do after this. It was about like that. And it's so powerful to do that for yourself.
0: So powerful and such an easy shift. Yeah. It's such quick, an easy. Shift. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. I love it. Well, kind of switching gears a little bit, I would love for you to touch on any struggle in particular that you've dealt with, or you've had to maybe overcome throughout your journey oh my God, where do we start?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, isn't it all? Yeah. So you know what? I love that you asked that because I actually feel like there has been so many and I've learned more in those failures and challenges than you'll ever learn from when you do things right the first time and you do it perfectly and successfully. So I don't really even look now. I like, Seek out the challenge because I know I'm going to learn something from mm-hmm. it, and it's going to make me stronger and more resilient. But I think, I think even like when I lost my job, um, that outwardly was like, okay, that's probably a big, a big one, right? Like a big struggle. And I at this point, I, I was the person who was always getting recruited and sought after. Like I literally had headhunters calling me, and like all of a sudden, I'd, I'm getting the one getting fired. What is going on here? But I, I sat with myself and I was really honest that I was checked out of that job anyways. Like I didn't love it. I was dragging my feet to work every day. I was, um, you know, finding reasons to like be sick almost or like, you know what I mean? So I didn't have to go to work. So when I, when I lost the job, I actually asked myself, I was like, but did you even want to be here in the first place? Right. And then that became the whole journey that I talked to you about earlier of like Mm -hmm. really figuring out what that was for me. But I think when you're in those challenging moments, sometimes it's like, just asking yourself, like, what, what is this meant to teach me? Yeah. Um, Like, I think about this other time where I failed the first time I wrote my chartered accountant exam. Okay. Like I failed. And again, at this point, I had never failed anything in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. It was a really difficult exam, but what happened is then you have to wait a whole year to write. Mm -hmm. And I went like that year, I did everything I could do. And that was in my power to make sure I passed. I literally, I got my fitness right, my schedule right. Like I I just like was so dialed in and I worked really hard that when I walked out of that exam, I just knew I passed. You don't find out for like three months later, but I learned so much more about myself by failing. If I hadn't, if I had, I look back, I'm like, if I had passed all the stuff that I did in that year, I wouldn't have done. And like, that's what built me to now know, I know how to like go after something and achieve it and work hard for it. And so that's why I always say like, when you're in the struggle, you're not going to necessarily know that, but right. Like, you're not going to know that, Oh, I'm going to learn something from this But after a while you are. So what I, what I remind myself of when I'm in the struggle is that I have evidence now of all the other struggles that always led me to, to, to learn something. So right now, while I can't see the lesson in it, but Mm -hmm. I know it's going to come because I've done, I have the evidence to know that every challenge I've ever experienced has taught me something and almost always led me to a better place. Like I started a business after losing my job. Right, like all yeah. these good things have come out of that. That other one when I failed the exam, I went on to only mentor people who had failed that exam, and something beautiful yeah. came out of that. Right, like all yeah. the, you can't see it while you're in it, but just knowing that you have the evidence of that, so that when you are in it, you can be like, okay, I'm going to learn something from this, yeah. and I'm just like that gives you a sense of peace that it's not going to be for nothing, okay. almost, so that helps me deal with challenges better. It's like a reverse psychology of like, okay, well, something is going to come out of this. And sometimes I'm going to learn what not to do again. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, you're going to learn something in that challenge, right? Like when you, you know, the type of partner I picked in my first marriage, it's like, okay, not doing that again.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Like, but I learned something. Yeah, I learned something. No. Again, everything comes back to perspective and how you view it. Right. I can, I can relate. It's so, so funny. Like ours, a lot of our stories are like, like crazy. Um, I also didn't pass my RD exam the first time Mm -hmm. I was trying to do everything all at once, like running a business, completing my master's degree, studying for this exam. And I thought like, and I wasn't, I didn't have a business at the time. And I don't know if I would have started my own business if I would have passed and started to apply for other jobs. Like that wasn't even in the forefront. So not passing that exam allowed me some time to take a step back while I was, of course, devastated and super frustrated, but it was almost like, okay, what is the universe telling me in this moment? Universe, God, mm-hmm. higher power, whatever. Um, and and what can I do in this moment to help propel me forward? Or, or what is my next step gonna look like? Rather than mm-hmm. sitting and sulking and bitching, I why why why, you know, I have to take action? So not allowing that quote unquote failure to take over me and control me. So let's take action. And then, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today if that didn't happen.
1: Yeah. I'm all about action now. Like sit in your feelings for a day, you know, if you need to, maybe even sometimes a week, but like, don't, don't sit too long in it. Just mm-hmm. get into And it can be a small action. Like it doesn't have to be this big action. And I always tell people take imperfect action. Like just go. Take it, you know, like, don't wait to have this perfect, like, oh, this is what I got to do next. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you're going to learn something in that action too, whatever it is. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love it.
0: Ah oh, well, Farah, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. We chat
1: to you like all day, like literally, <laughs> we could just sit and have this conversation for like seven hours.
0: We could, yeah. yeah, the whole rest of the day. But I know we've got tight schedules. But I want to thank yeah. you so much for your time. Um, would you like to share anything that you're currently working on? Where everybody mm-hmm. can find you? Any new offers going on? Yeah. So if you're based in Toronto and you happen to be
1: listening or you're like Amanda and you want to drive in from Buffalo, I have an event (laughs) coming up on March 2nd. It's called The Wealth Summit. The website is thewealthsummit.com, but it's spelled W-E-L-L-T-H. Okay. So this is like a mix of business, health, career, wealth, wellness, all mixed into one. It's going to be this really transformative day for personal development. And so you can go check out all the details at the wealthsummit.com. And then if you are that person who's sitting there being like, you know what? I would really like to go all in on my dreams. And I want to start building my exit plan from corporate start building up a side hustle, or maybe you already have a side hustle and you're like, I want to make this the main hustle and go all in on my purpose driven Dreams uh, and turn them into dollars, then, you know, come reach out to me. This is what I do. I coach people one on one. You can find me at Farah Kimji on Instagram and also, also on LinkedIn.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. And I will make sure all of the links are provided Perfect. below for the summit, for your social media, the whole nine yards. So. Again, awesome. thank you so much for your time, for, for being on. We'll have to record more because we could literally yes. talk for five more hours. Yeah.
1: we have like so many topics we could do for sure. Yes. Love it.
0: Awesome. Thank you so thank much. You thank you
2: guys. Thank you.
0: We will see you back on uh, the next week for another Level Up podcast.